You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Marino Show. I am your host, Anthony Marino. Happy to be here with you. Talking everything Buffalo Bills, catching up on some other things with you again this week. Really do appreciate everybody that's been tuning in so far to the show. It is good to be back. You know, it's a little funny because you you get through the regular season, you get through the playoffs and the Super Bowl, and in a weird way, I look forward to, to this time of the year. And I say that because, I don't know, maybe it's just been conditioned in me that I've always looked forward to the draft, to free agency, those pieces where, you know, you, you look at the team almost as a puzzle, right, and you see those pieces that maybe you can you can add to and what you can replace and and how things can be a good fit almost. And I think we're kind of getting to that that point now. And it's uh you know, we still got a couple of weeks, right? We're still probably about 3 weeks away from the start of the free agency period and I think that is, you know, something that will be here before we know it. Uh the NFL combine is coming in just over a week as well, so when you look at that I think you'll start to get some more buzz out there and get a better idea of what is taking place. Um, for the Bills and for Brandon Bean, like again, I don't expect this to be a crazy offseason, but I think that's almost okay. And, you know, I was thinking back before to the work that Brandon Bean has done. And I think in many ways, almost like if you go back a year ago, there there was a lot of frustration around around him, around his work in the NFL draft. Right, and I think you look to some of the results that the team had had in the past. Um, maybe some of that was warranted, and again, maybe some of that was more so probably folks just being a little bit impatient. Which you know, as fans, you understand that piece too. You know, when I talk about that impatience, and again, if you try to take yourself back just like a a year ago, if you could, you know, you think to that 2022 draft that the Bills had, and there was definitely you know, some reasons to to maybe have a little bit of frustration, but then you fast forward and you take a look at it and you can kind of feel okay with it. Like I say that, of course, as you look and you think of the season that James Cook had this past year while heading into the season or at the time when the pick was made, and I get it, I'm always pro running back and making an investment and doing what you can. But here's a guy then that gets the opportunity to shine, to be the starter in Buffalo, gets named to the Pro Bowl and I realize that isn't exactly you know doesn't carry the weight that it that it used to but we saw things from Cook as a player as a runner and in some ways as a pass catcher right that still leaves a little bit to be desired but to become one of the uh you know I guess you could say one of the top ball carriers in all of the NFL when you talk about his production just over 1100 yards rushing on 237 carries Um, You know, with that, from a receiving standpoint, like I said, leaving a little bit to be desired there, 54 targets, 44 receptions, 445 yards. But again, when you talk about guys and what they can do 
catching the ball from the line of scrimmage, we saw James Cook make that jump from year one to year two. And again, a year ago, there would have been that frustration around him and who he is as a player. Same thing certainly could be said for Terrell Bernard. And Bernard was that third round pick. And gosh, I do not know anyone other than Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football that was excited about this pick for the Bills at the time it was made. Uh, you, you think, and you know, Tremaine Edmonds was going into the final year of his rookie deal. Certainly some question whether or not the Bills would look to sign him back as a free agent. That we know did not happen. Him signing the big contract to join the Chicago Bears. And then even when you think back to what that competition was in training camp last year, linebacker was the biggest concern of so many people, myself included, right? They didn't really do much in the draft, right? You can talk about Dorian Williams and him coming in as a third round pick, but really not being in the mold of what the team would need. Yeah, you have Matt Milano, but was it going to be Terrell Dodson? Was it going to be Balin Spector? Was it going to be Terrell Bernard? And Bernard was hurt so much during training camp. You know, again, I think there was a big feel of like, gosh, Brandon Bean has not done enough at the linebacker position. This is not working out. And then all of a sudden, Terrell Bernard is named the starter in week one and honestly has a season that I think for many, you know, you, you almost were asking yourself like, good gosh, is this guy good enough to be a pro bowler for the Bills? He was not, you know, based on how that selection process goes, regardless of what you you think about that process. But, I mean, here's a guy, right, that, like, recovering three fumbles, three interceptions on the season, uh, a six-and-a-half sacks for the Bills. I mean, he was kind of a do-it-all linebacker type in a very different mold than what Tremaine Edmonds was, right? Almost like another Matt Milano type of linebacker. And I'm certainly excited to see what these two guys can do together next year, uh, assuming that Milano, you know, his recovery is going smooth and that he will be back with the Bills, uh, you know, for the start of offseason work and training camp and everything that, that goes with that. But again, you know, you, you look at those two picks that the Bills made during 2022, and there was a lot of frustration around it. And I think there was frustration with it, too, because you know, of Kyer Elam, him being the pick in the first round, things certainly not working out there yet. You know, we still have seen some flashes, which is a little crazy, right? Like the guy two years in a row stepping up with interceptions during the playoffs, uh, his interception during the 2022 season in the end zone against Patrick Mahomes. Like you've seen those flashes. But again, if you're talking about draft evaluation right now, that has been a miss for the Buffalo Bills. You get it. You, you, that's, you know, nothing else that you can say with it. Third guy to that piece, and, and again, so many fans were really high on Khalil Shakir when he was, you know, a fifth-round pick by the Buffalo Bills. Comes in, and you think to yourself, and I remember, like, he did not have a great training camp this past year. It was almost like, listen, if you want to keep a an Andy Isabella, a guy with a higher pedigree or, you know, more athleticism or upside, that's, that's fine. I get that. And uh, that was not, you know, that was not the case. He made the roster good for Khalil Shakir and certainly down the stretch proved to be such a valuable piece to the Buffalo Bills. Um, What he was able to do was kind of astounding. I mean, one, just the percentage of catches, right? I mean, 86.7% of all of his targets ended up being a catch. And these weren't just like 
little bubble screens behind the line of scrimmage, you know, far from it. Um, but finishing the year with 39 receptions, 611 yards, 15.7 yards per reception, two touchdowns. And now as you look at it, and we can all say, listen, wide receiver is an area that the Bills need to address during the draft, right? Based on their cap situation, really can't do much with it in free agency. But having Stefan Diggs back, having Khalil Shear back, Dalton Kincaid also is another pass catcher. But it, you know, you have this guy that can play out of the slot, be that primary slot receiver for you, can play outside when you need to, um, and he has proven to be a playmaker. And I think with the level of consistency, right? And you know, in some ways, you can say, hey, we said the same thing about Gabe Davis after his second season. That didn't necessarily work out. But I think for the type of receiver that Khalil Shakir is, a bit more sure-handed, again, out of the slot, being able to make things happen. Um, certainly that arrow is pointing up for him, as it is for Terrell Bernard, as it is for James Cook. And you look at that and just think, gosh, how a, a narrative can change around a draft class that those were three big question marks heading into this season. And with a little bit of patience, now you look at it and say, hey, they each have two years left on their rookie deal. I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, that, of course, does you know not even in- include... Um, Christian Bedford, right, when you think about what he can do as a cornerback, kind of being that starter for the Bills um, in each of his first two seasons, managing through some of the injuries and pieces. But I didn't include him in this because here was a guy that was starting as a rookie, and I think it kind of helped to soften that blow just a bit as it related to the Kyer Elam pick um, because Christian Bedford, you know, proving to proving to be that guy that can be a starter that can make plays and certainly showed it during the 2023 season albeit some injuries uh kind of creeping up towards the end there and you know through two seasons battling some injuries but when you look at him and his play on the field certainly excited what he brings so i say that because i think sometimes as we get to this time of year you know, you can think back in a, a year ago, a lot of questions from some fans right around Brandon Bean and like, hey, is, is he able to, to make this make this work? Like his draft classes have been a little bit lackluster and it's easy to focus on the misses. I get it. I, I do sometimes as well. But, you know, you can talk about things and say, well, you know what? Like they didn't hit on Boogie Basham. Well, you know what you did on Spencer Brown. And you can talk about things and think to yourself, like, yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened with Dorian Williams. Like, well, you know, a little bit of track record here. Him coming into year two, maybe we'll have an opportunity to shine more as a third-round pick, uh, you know, after a year of development and showing some promise with the Bills. So I'm at a place right now where, like I say, I don't want to just be like, hey, and, you know, I trust Brandon Bean. Whatever he does, I think is going to be a great move. But I can look back to some of those things that were head scratchers for me and, uh, you know, and kind of feel okay about where things are going. I think a lot of folks felt that way jumping back to James Cook, right? I mean, you trade back two times, then you end up taking a running back. Not exactly like this sign of, oh, this is the guy that we wanted. We're just going to stay put, you know, where they could drop back in a couple of situations and get a guy that now performing at a Pro Bowl level and curious to see what he will do heading into year two so you know as we look at all of this like I said it's it's kind of I think back to conversations from a year ago and it's hard not to uh just be like man I was off there right like maybe I overreacted to something 
or labeled a pick as a bust, and that was certainly not the, the case. Definitely with Khalil Shakir was in that position. You know, I do the uh, weekly show on Talking Buffalo with Pat Moran, and I remember last training camp, just like, whatever, man, he's a fifth-round pick. Like, you do not need to, you know, act like this is the second coming of Andre Reed. Then this year plays out, especially down the stretch. More attention being played, paid to Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis working through some injuries, things not just working, you know, the way there that you would have hoped, and Khalil Shakir ending up being a guy that can step up. So, you know, with this, it's it's not easy to be patient, especially when you talk about uh, winning a Super Bowl and competing and overcoming the Kansas City Chiefs and winning the AFC East and all of those, t- you know, trials and tribulations that you go through. But as we go through with it, I just I kind of think back to where things were a year ago in this process. And it's just like, all right, maybe I just need to, to chill out just a little bit. And maybe some of you are feeling the same way, too. So I thought that was worth sharing on today's show. I'll be curious uh, if you feel the same. Maybe there's some other picks that they just they stick with you too much. Um, and gosh, when we talk about that 2022 draft class, I'm not I'm not giving up on Kyrie Elam yet either. You know, you, you see what where he flashes at, at times. And now you have a new, you know, defensive backs coach coming in with the Bills. What, you know, what the secondary will look like, if he will even get an opportunity. But, uh, but I'm not ready to give up just yet because you do see those flashes where you're like, okay, there's, there's something there. It's not, a, it's not completely lost. And I realize sometimes there's those lapses too. But those areas of success, they just kind of keep, like, pulling me back in. Uh, each and every time. So listen, I'm going to come back after the break, talk to you about what I'm watching. Appreciate you guys tuning into the Marino Show. I'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of The Marino Show. Anthony Marino here with you once again. Happy to be with you. Catching up before the break, I'm Brandon Bean, some kind of, you know, just a mindset around being a little patient about some of those draft picks and things that come about. Certainly thinking back to where we were a year ago, uh, it's it's funny if I look back to some of the takes that I had back then. But uh, for this part of the show, you guys know it's uh, the what I'm watching segment. And as I've talked to you about before, with the football season done, kind of gives you some free time, some other stuff that you might be catching up on, maybe a show or a series or a movie or something that you, you know, kind of put on the back burner during the football season. Because, you know, let's be honest, for many of us, that can become all consuming. So 
each and every week I talk about something else that I'm watching. Uh, you go back a couple weeks ago, I was talking about the Reacher season two on Amazon Prime. Uh, of course, talked about Echo, which I had watched on Disney Plus, kind of the spinoff of the Hawkeye series that they had had a couple years ago. Uh, and this week, want to talk about something new that I've been watching, Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple+. Plus. Uh, this is a series that I, I wrapped up, um, and I'll say a, a new series, right? New to Apple+, Plus, but also new to me. And uh, I say new to me because this series ties into a number of movies that have come out over the last 10 years, tying to, uh, to Godzilla, to King Kong, starring people like uh, Aaron Johnson, Kyle Chandler, uh, and I just kind of found that out the other night, that there are these movies that kind of tie into what this series is, which to be honest, I did not even realize. So, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm watching this, it's on Apple+. Plus. Uh, it stars Kurt Russell, uh, Wyatt Russell plays a, you know, when you do some flashbacks, right, like he's playing the same character as his father, which honestly to me I thought was, was pretty fantastic and pretty cool um, in this first season of the show. But again, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, this is great. I can't wait to see where it goes next. And I was talking to my cousin the other day, and he's like, no, man, there's like these four movies that kind of lead into this, and there's some different tie-ins that take place. So I'm definitely doing things out of order. But with that being said, uh, it gives me something else to kind of to catch up on it at this point as I look back to those flicks. But it is on Apple+. Plus. You know, it's, it's one of those that, right, I mean, if you've watched Ted Lasso in the, the past, you probably have the subscription. So it's something that you can check out. But really just one of those pieces that it talks about the impact of, you know, these different titans like Godzilla, like King Kong, like others, and kind of the impact that they have on society, how some people are dealing with that, but then figuring out where this is coming from and how it ties in. Um, it's hard for me to, you know, kind of put into like make a comparison, you know, but I would say like, listen, if you're if you're a fan of some of the more grounded uh, Marvel stuff, then I, I really think you would in, would enjoy this. Right. I mean, I, I think if it was going to have a rating, it would be kind of like a PG-13 type of piece, but nothing too uh, too crazy or that you should feel too uncomfortable with. Uh, you know, if you, you watching it with, I don't know, like your preteens or teenage type kids or anything along those lines, um, you know, but I think if you look at some of the, like I said, some of the more grounded Marvel series, some of the more grounded Marvel movies, uh, you know, if that's an appeal to you, I think you might enjoy something like this too. And I certainly did right again. It's that first season, you know, it hasn't been word yet, at least nothing that I've seen on a second season. But it's also not one of those that if uh, if you watch this, that you're just going to be like, oh, what the heck? Like now I have to wait two years for something else to come out. Uh, it's not something along those lines. And uh, I think, again, is, is I've watched it. I've enjoyed it. You know, it's tough to do these without saying anything that's too uh, too spoilerish or, you know, kind of kind of shares too much. But but again, as you go through, I was first drawn to it because I did see that Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell was in it. And uh, really, you know, kind of watching that first show was that first episode was certainly intriguing and something now, having just found out the other night, I really do need to go back and check these movies to see how it all ties in. It will probably even give me a better understanding of what's taking place on the show. But I can say this, even though I did not watch any of those movies beforehand, starting to watch this completely enjoyed it, did not feel out of the loop. Um, 
did not feel confused with, you know, too much of what I was watching or if, you know, something was confusing. It's like, okay, hey, you figure it out soon enough. But it was it was incredibly enjoyable. And like I said, if you kind of find yourself in that, you know, fan of the Marvelish type of stuff, if you can, you know, suspend belief for just a, a little bit into the the world of, of Godzilla and these other Titans, I think this is something that you will definitely, definitely enjoy. So maybe you've checked it out already. Maybe you have a different thought. Maybe you agree. Hit me up on Twitter at Anthmarino to let me know. Um, you know, and if you do end up watching it and checking it out, let me know what you think, right? Maybe you take this recommendation. But as I said, this time of the off season, I enjoy talking about these things just a little bit too. Uh, and sometimes it gives you the opportunity to connect with some of the other listeners or just like followers on Twitter. And if people have, you know, have watched some of this stuff, you can do some back and forth. Did have a good exchange from the show a couple of weeks ago around Jack Reacher season two, which led to a little debate of like, hey, do do folks enjoy the the current series that's on Amazon Prime more than the movie starring Tom Cruise? And, you know, there was some fun back and forth with that, that honestly, I, I enjoyed them both. So um, maybe that's similar to this type of scenario. Maybe you've been a fan of the movies and the series is a little bit different. Um, or maybe you're watching the series first like I am and then checking out the movies uh, will help add that context too. So listen, I'm going to wrap things up for now. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. I will be back with you next week, but if you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button so you get all of the great shows here at buffalorumblings.com. Always great content coming out each and every day and always appreciate connecting with you guys. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all soon. And as always, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.